Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire podcast. I have a very big announcement. My family and I, my younger two kids, and my wife and I are going to be joining Youth with the Mission as missionaries, and we're going to be leaving September the 27th. Um, uh, I've had people ask, uh, will the Kindling Fire continue? Yes, I plan to continue the podcast and the blogs and all the other things that I'm doing as best I can uh, as we are in training and then eventually going on to outreach. Um, If you would like to learn more about that adventure that my wife and I and family are taking, go to our website, Troy and Kathy with a K, TroyandKathy.com or go to YouTube and subscribe to our Mangum Adventures channel. Okay, let's get to the podcast. To not think mythically as husband and wife, to embrace the story you share means you are missing the meat of your marriage, the juicy, fat portions, and the aroma of a good life. God wants us to have not just good marriages, but to have absolutely meaty healthy, growing, gorgeous marriage. I think, I think really that's what uh, God wants calls us, to make it look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that way, the world knows that we are disciples because we love one another. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. Today on The Kindling Fire, I am super excited because I get to talk to uh, one of my band of brothers and his lovely wife. So I've got George and Jessica Cho on the show today. Thank you for coming on. So uh, George and I uh, have are been been part of the Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. and and one of the things that I love about you, George, is in that community, man. Every time, well, how's this reflect in your marriage? How is this? How is this look like in your marriage? Every single time, and it's sort of like, and I would always joke, it's like George is a marriage ninja, but there is no marriage ninja without a wife who's equally right. as as, uh, right. as dialed in. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about marriage, and uh, that's a awesome topic for some and a difficult topic for mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And so I think where I'd like to start is um, in getting ready for the show you had mentioned, Jessica, that you kind of felt like the Lord was drawing you guys together. Yeah. So let's start there. Yeah, definitely. Um, So George and I met about 15 years ago. Uh, It was through um, a ministry in Raleigh, and um, I had no aspirations of, of going more than a week to this ministry and then leaving um, back home to Maine where I grew up. So, um, and he was working there and, um, 
we had some conversations, but I was finishing up college and I was going to go in the Peace Corps overseas. And George very much later on, found I found out he was really wanting to go work overseas in China. So we both kind of had this trajectory that was very far away from each other. Um, but the, the more time we spent in conversation with each other, and at this point I was back in Rhode Island, so it was a very long distance for a couple of years. Um, the more we kind of realized that uh, we were, that the Lord was actually telling us to be married to each other, and and we kind of bucked against that um, because we had these big dreams and goals for our life, and we really felt that 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 was Holy Spirit driven. However, yeah. God kind of he pulled a a fast one. a fast one on us <laughs> and kind of okay, we're going in a different direction, and I very much want you to be married to each other and. Um, I can honestly say it's one of the one of the few times in life that I clearly heard mm. the voice of God and felt that peace that passes all understanding. Like I mean, there's been other times, but this was probably the the heaviest time that I felt there is no choice but this choice. You must marry this man. Um, and, and this it, is it, over a two year window. Yeah, right? two year period of time. Yeah. Um, and so once God said that, it was okay. Gather up all my belongings, move to North Carolina, and oh boy, um, Can I uh, yeah, <laughs> and and marry him. Little did I know that that for the next probably seven years, I was really going to be questioning that choice. And, yeah, we're going to get into And God that. was yeah. going to have to remind me over and over again. <laughs> did I hear you correctly, right, Lord? Right. <laughs> so so uh, so what do you, George? How about how was that going for you from your perspective? I had a 10-year plan, honestly, and one, part of one of those things was not to get married, <laughs> believe it or not, because I wanted to do something else. I had friends in China, missionaries, and, and things like that, and I, and, and I just wanted to go back home to where I was born. Right. And so I said, God, I want one better. Let's do a sign. Let's get a sign, and it needs to say, this is the person you're supposed to marry, because I'm kind of dumb. Lord, actually, the second time I met her, which is the second year, actually, I would say, there was a sign. Like almost like almost like it was tangible. That was on a neon sign on top of her head. It said, "Her name is Jessica, and this is the person you will marry." And I was like, "God, you're being stupid," you know. And like you visualized. Like I actually visualized like when I walked in because I forgot her name because yeah. she was with the chaperone. And this is mm -hmm. the second time I think you came down with Jasper and Kendra. Mm -hmm. And so, long story short, I mean, there were little signs in pockets, and then I realized <laughs> it's a stu it's stupid, right? I mean, it sounds. Sounds I, mythical. It sounds sounds. It I mean, sounds up. comical. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. God saying, "You want a sign? Yeah. I'm I gonna know. give you a neon sign." And I literally asked for one because I said, "God, I'm, <laughs> you know, uh, again making vows. I'm too dumb to hear you yeah. properly. So I need so you I'm, to make this make it plain. Yeah, make it real plain right. for me. Right. And when that happened, I mean, the first thing I saw, I literally read the sign and said, Jessica. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, that is so cool. And I cannot remember. Actually, that's really cool. And, and he then didn't, he didn't tell me and that. She had for like her, years. And she had cut her hair and everything like that. That time I had um, I had seven, seven or eight specific mentors yeah. that I could go to, and one of them was a woman. And she said, um, George, if God has told you to do something and you don't do it, and you feel like you're supposed to marry her, maybe, then you're following in disobedience. Yeah. So re That's go, really what came so read the Bible that way and see what happens. Yeah. You know, and just just walk. And I was like, gosh, I cannot believe. You know, and yeah, what I'm, 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 you guys can't see this, but I'm smiling because both of you guys are like, yeah, God kind of made it plain to us, right? And 
you know, we had other, <laughs> both of you were like reluctant. <laughs> yes, we were. I mean, but we're I, that's what I'm sensing. We had our own plans, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Scripture says, so, man, plans, man makes the plan, but God establishes in the heart. But good job, you know, <laughs> high fives all around, marry each other. Okay. We were obedient. We <laughs> did it. Now, and now that, that you crossed through right. that doorway, it's real. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that, that, uh, and like you said, the, the doorway drought. is not the finish line. Because yes, exactly. Wedding is not the finish line. Oh my God. <laughs> it's really the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this story gets very, very good, by the way, so don't get discouraged in the next <laughs> seven years. <laughs> but the reality of it is may encourage you because yeah. you, there may be people that are listening that very much sense what you sense. Mm -hmm. I really think this is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. it's sort of like, what is right. this? Yeah. Right. This is not, this was not in the equation of happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's, uh, you know, everybody's got their own journeys, yeah. but I'm not going to say every marriage is like that, but whatever, you know. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that, that next season. <laughs> first. Okay, so um, so the next season was very difficult, um, and it, it kind of manifested in different ways for both of us. Um, I had left my home, and I had graduated from college with a degree that I couldn't use. It was a degree in marine biology, and I moved to Raleigh. There's there's no marine biology jobs yeah. in Raleigh. So um, all of my friends, all of my... Um, authority all of my identity was just gone i mm. i didn't have anybody but my husband um and he actually kind of warned me because the nature of the ministry that he was in he wasn't a staff member at church but he had been there so long that he had a lot of responsibilities and he had a lot of um you know uh working relationships with people and he and especially with youth and he said he kind of said People might not like you very much, and that was definitely the case. They weren't outright mean, but I had a very hard time building any kind of relationships with um, with people in church, and that was like our entire sphere. Yeah. So I I really struggled for a very long time, um, and and like I was telling Troy earlier, um, there were a lot of times that depending on like what had gone on that day and what we were expected to do um, and then how George had responded to that I really wanted to just get in the car and drive back home to yeah. Maine and um, that's a 16 hour drive and there was a number of times I can remember thinking man I can't do this anymore I gotta get I gotta go somewhere that makes me feel good and um because mm. nothing was making me feel like at peace or satisfied or fulfilled or good or mm. anything and and then that that point where that peace, I, I kept remembering that peace that God gave me um, before we were married, saying, this is your husband. And I knew that if I, d I did that, I would be, again, going in disobedience. And so that, that stayed me to stay with George and, um, and continue. But I, I was really mad at God for a long time. Um, because I, I saw him as the reason why this whole decision happened and this yeah. whole lifestyle change happened and everything um, and why I wasn't on the path that I had made for myself. I had some definite emotional emotional and mental yeah. um, perspectives that, that had to be shifted. And so that was, it was, I was kind of wounded for a while, for, yeah, yeah about six or seven years. Mm. I don't think that's uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when you feel like, Lord, okay, I, I am going to be obedient, and then it turns out differently, and you're like, Lord, right. 
are you playing a trick on me? Like, is I, I thought you were good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of like want to be done with you, but I can't because you're God. You know, you're right. getting, you get in that very <laughs> difficult space, right? And uh, which has to play out mm-hmm. relationally, right. right? If you're in that space, it's going to come mm-hmm. out relationally. You know. Mm-hmm. What about you? What, what was what was that? Well, those years for? We thought about memories. Um, to start off, I think this is very important, uh, and I may or may not have shared this with you in the past. Um, be- right before we were married, on our second date. I share this because I think this is valuable. Uh, I, as a, as a young man growing up, you know, I, um, through the Band Brothers, I found, I realized more and more that uh, I have a strength to offer. But before that, I had a wound which basically said, you, uh, you, you're useless. You have nothing to offer this world. Hmm. And your strength is not needed. Right. And so um, part of that is my backstory. But going into that very moment, the way that I perceived life, was basically, well, if my strength is not needed, then I'm just, uh, I'm just going to play it safe. That was, that was my bad. I'm just going to play it safe. Like passive? Or? Yeah, very passive. And just try to, be, even though God had great uh, plans, he has great plans for each one of us, but, he right. had great, but I didn't see it and I didn't realize it. So I, um, so I played out basically as, um, you know, I'm just going to be this person that's going to be very safe. And as a result, though, when I went into marriage, I did not realize that marriage is a storm. It's a hurricane. Yeah. In that uh, relationships uh, can be very tough. Mm-hmm. And I already, in my own life, was already battling loneliness. I already, in my own life, was battling um, addictions, uh, such as uh, 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 pornography yeah. and things like that that I'd grown up. And, and just uh, these addictions to even video games. Yeah. And just, uh, and just numbing out, basically. And, um, Avoiding. So on my, our second day, going back to that, I remember specifically something that assaulted me. Jessica, we were in a car. We had just finished eating, right? We had just finished hanging out. It's in Rhode Island. And so we parked and... Uh, uh, out of nowhere it seemed like, you know, I thought it was, we were having a great time, great date. She starts crying. And she pours her heart out in a very vulnerable and honest way, saying, God is doing something in my life, you know, and, I, and I'll let you speak to that. But during that very time that God was releasing her of, her, of maybe some of her father wounds or maybe some of her things in her life, the enemy said to me, see what you did? Hmm. I hate that he does that. Yeah. And uh, he does that to any man, right? Can we all just say yeah. that the enemy is against you? He hits you. you right in your strength, right? He mm-hmm. hits yes. you right in your strength. Still and then uh, he said to me in that time, and for some reason I believed it, he said, um, your marriage is going to be useless. Oh. So he was trying to make you because make you, a, an agreement with that. Because you are passive. And you're going you're to fail this too. Look what you've already done. You've already made her cry. So in day two, before we were even married... I had this belief already, and I, or I'd come to believe in some sense without realizing it, that I was a loser. Yeah. And I think many men deal with that, especially if they have, uh, you know, not just baggage, but, but things that they haven't worked through in their life, yeah. or, or they don't know who they are. Yeah. They go into marriage hoping that this will help them find who they are, and I believe there is life. There is great joy, the, and there's what I call mythic glory in marriage, however, in that very moment, the enemy ass- assaulted me, and um, as you know, what what is it uh, that uh, 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 John Oliver says, right? The the story of our lives is the story of the long and brutal assault upon our hearts mm-hmm. by the one who knows what we are capable of. Yeah, and it I, fears it, right? Um, yeah, 
I mean, I, I could, there's so much there. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's go uh, before I respond. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what was? Because I mean, so you're having. Well, okay. let's hear about let's yeah. hear about your so side of that. That second date that he referenced, where um, I started crying. Um, a little bit of background. You don't strike me as a crier, by the way. Well, and I, I'm not. <laughs> and that was probably the first time I had cried in about um, 13, 14 years. Oh, wow. Like, I come from um, a broken home, uh, depression, like my parents, um, and then uh, abuse. There was a lot of abuse. Um, there was mm. a lot of insecurities and a lot of hurts. Yeah. And I think I just had developed a really tough shell. And um, almost like there was this fortress around my heart, and yeah. and that was protecting me, which is also why I was ready to like give all I could, but I wasn't necessarily ready to be in a married relationship in my mind. That's why I didn't really want to get married, um, but God said, no, this is the person. <laughs> so when we had our second date, now we had we had been talk had a lot of conversations up until this point because we had a long distance relationship, so I knew George very well. Um, but it was it was like it was like a bomb had gone off in that fortress around mm -hmm. my heart, and the love that he had for me, that he was showing me, and then that I felt from God that he would choose me, that he mm -hmm. would speak to me, that that I would even get to hear from God. Um, I was kind of overwhelmed, and so that's why I mm -hmm. was crying, and and I. I explained that to George during this time. Um, I, you know, I explained that to him. I said, "You're just, I feel so loved, and I feel so That's taken so care of." Awesome. And it, it didn't even come out until much, much later, years later, that his perspective of that conversation was he was a failure because that's not mm -hmm. at all what I said. And he didn't do anything to make me cry except love me. So it wasn't from an argument or anything like that. But, and. and this is a fantastic example of when there are uh, vows and agreements, mm -hmm. right, that the enemy mm -hmm. has probably placed in your life mm -hmm. that are not from God, that are not true about you or you. Um, those are, he's opportunistic. There was an opportunity mm -hmm. to say, see, see this circumstance, look at it from this perspective, make an agreement with me that mm -hmm. this is true. And so many, many of us are ignorant that that is a tactic of the enemy. Because mm -hmm. we maybe don't know the other side no. of God saying, you are loved, you are strong, you right. are needed, right. right? Because that's not been our experience. Mm -hmm. Now, he may have said, hey, he picked me and I got saved or whatever. And we, but but, but that's, that's profound, but there is so much more right. in our salvation. There's so much more in our marriage. Right. That's what we're going to be kind of talking about. So... Hate him, hate him, hate him, yeah. hate him. But the assault yes. didn't start there, you know. Uh, it started. It much started before. much earlier, and this is where, as you and I, on this yeah. good time, we can talk. Yeah, this, this time, is fine. As a band of brothers, I mean, uh, one thing that we talked about was um, hearing, uh, you know, walking through the four streams, discipleship, yeah. walking with God, counseling, mm -hmm. receiving the intimate counsel of God, and healing, mm -hmm. which is uh, receiving, uh, finding deep restoration and then spiritual warfare, together. So we, we've gone through a number of different marriage studies. We've gone through covenant marriage, God's plan for your life, re-engage, which is at Church Alive right now. Um, a number of different um, scenarios, but it really wasn't, and those all helped. 
don't get me wrong, those are all very beneficial, great starting places, uh, especially if you're struggling or you're dealing with um, wounds in your marriage. But, um, but really, what really impacted us was when we started unpacking all of our past and, and seeing where we had been wounded in mm-hmm. personally, even as children, and then um, the vows that we made to kind of protect us from doing those things again, but also the lies that we were believing about ourselves. Yeah. When we started um, really seeking intimacy with God, um, mm-hmm. and and we started un- we started realizing it was through that personal walk we started realizing there's a whole different aspect of marriage that that God has planned. God. God didn't just plan for to bring two people together and and just you know okay you'll do for me and let's you know till death do us part. He, he has so much more for that. He has a plan and a purpose. Um, there's a reason why you're with the person you're with. Uh, maybe um, a lot of people say that their their spouse is so different from them, but if you look at them, they usually have strengths where you have weaknesses and vice versa, and and marriage. You're two parts of a whole, and that whole is a picture of God. You know, the man represents the strength and the authority and the leadership of God, whereas the woman represents the mercy and the beauty and um, the intimacy, the tenderness that you can get from God. You know, I'm just as much a part of of who God is and knowing God as George is. Even though we refer to God as a he, he doesn't have a gender. He is. He just is. And so um, I think especially women have a hard time realizing they're a representation of the Lord and they're a representation of God and that desperate their husbands desperately need, you know. The thing that I just, it continues to, I just have this picture is that what you guys are talking about are not communication techniques. Nope, nope. Okay, I've been, to, we've been, to, I've been through we've a been lot of marriage stuff. That. You know, it's, we're not talking about that. We're Those talking useful, about, but. yes, but they don't touch this level, which is basically vows of the heart, right. beliefs that you hold that may not be true, and the glory that God has put in your heart, in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And when those things get healed and the, and the glory starts to shine, mm-hmm. it really truly becomes, um, the picture I have is of one whole, of being wholehearted. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like with, with you guys as a marriage, when you guys are able to shed off the, the lies and the vows, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and push into the glory that God has given each of you, your marriage starts to represent the wholehearted nature mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. the, the the tender, the 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 courageous, the you know the whole aspect, mm-hmm. and that is really what God is after. And you know communication techniques help, but it doesn't touch mm-hmm. that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's intimacy and relationship. I mean, I don't know. I, I said it before, and I've shared. It, it, it for me, it's just it's an amazing wild ride, right? Marriage, that's what it is. But, yeah. but really, when it comes down to our marriage Amen. story, is meant to be powerful. Mm-hmm. Our marriage story, you know, uh, you know, I share again, really does unveil a mysterious glory. Yet, really, what it is 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 the, is the shadow of God's glory is truly found in our stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in every aspect, even in the parts where we've been wounded. 
you know, I think this was uh, September, October, I think, I started um, uh, 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 waking up with uh, sweat, sweating, and just having nightmares. And one specific dream reoccurred uh, for within a couple of days, if not a week. And it was uh, 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 this man, uh, faceless, standing, in, standing up in front of me, and I was laying down, and I was, I don't know, two, three years old, not even. And he, and he basically said to me, uh, your father's gone. I'm your father now. You are not, uh, uh, you are not going to see him ever again. And there was a hopelessness and a fear that came in. And, you know, um, um, I didn't know what that meant, but that recurred several times. So I remember speaking with Jessica about it and just saying, you know, uh, this, this has to be just maybe just from the enemy. You know, I'm afraid, I, you know, I just need to rebuke this and keep going, you know? Right. But it occurred several times. And um, actually, the truth is this. Um, uh, my parents are immigrants uh, and from China. And um, uh, we had a meal, I, I say within a month later, maybe in October. And without prompting, um, the Holy Spirit told my mother to tell me a little bit about what happened when I was younger. And... Um, it confirmed to me what was about to take place. And basically what happened is um, she said, George, I just want you to know I'm so happy for your family, you and your family, and, 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 you're, and you're so much well off than we were when we came to the United States. You know, you're happily married. You're also ha you also have beautiful children. But I want you to know there was a time when you were two or three years old where um, uh, your, your father and I divorced in, in China. And I went, uh, you know, uh, got to know another man. And uh, he uh, gave me false immigration papers, brought me uh, and my two children to the United States, and we became enslaved in the human trafficking. And uh, without prompting, she said those things. And she I, never talked about She never before. talked about any of that mm. before. And she said, you know, George, I, I've made so many mistakes, but I'm just so glad there's so much healing in your life already that I never got. And in that moment, I put two and two together and I said, so mom, I've been having this dream recently about this man and it scared me. I guess, I'm guessing that's real now. That must have been my stepfather. And she said, um, when we came to the United States, uh, I was uh, brought you know, I had to do a lot of things, but I was abused and I was uh, forced to marry a, uh, forced to be the, uh, uh, the second wife of a, of a polygamist, of a man who uh, abused me and you and spoke things over our lives, in your lives, that you probably don't remember. And at that moment I realized, wow, I'm, God's bringing those things up, supernaturally. And, you know, I pushed a little bit more, and my mom just didn't want to talk about it. And I understand it's still, still, yeah. still, mm -hmm. it's still hurt. And um, but I didn't realize in that moment I was uh, one of the fortunate few who uh, has gone through human trafficking and has been able to find freedom from it. Mm. Yeah. And now uh, I want to speak to human trafficking because I think that's valuable because there are over three million people in this world currently who are being human trafficked, and constantly. People have no no awareness, or unless we share we share that there is no awareness that it happens everywhere across the globe, not just in foreign countries. It happens right here where we are, 
Yeah. And uh, it so happened that the way that my, my family, and myself at two years old, my brother younger, that we came to the United States was because we were trafficked here. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, that at that point, had I not had my band of brothers, had I not had my wife, I think, um, well, I don't know what, what I would have done. I think, you know, loneliness could not only creep in, but the enemy, but the voice of fear yeah. could have caused me to go even further back into my addictions and even further into something where I, you know, I don't know what I've done with, with, without my friends yeah. there and without uh, having a loving, unconditional uh, 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 marriage that we knew was a covenant before God. And that I just, I mean, in that time, I just wanted to run away. And, and she was my rock and my support. And, and it's good to have healthy relationships and friends to be able to share that in the midst of my own pain and my own fear. I, it, yes, it's a new story. But at the same time, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't glorious at all. It was like, God, why did you bring this in my life at this moment? I, I don't need this. I didn't know I prayed for it, but I don't need this. And in, that, in those times, God revealed to me, it's because I'm healing you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I want you to take those burdens and give it to me yeah. because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but your dad. Yeah. Your dad came back. Um, your real, your your father. You know, uh, there is a there's a glimmer of hope in that. Uh, you know, my mom actually met Christians, mm. who, within the short while that we were traffic, we were actually uh, we were actually helped. We were actually brought out of it through through Christians who actually knew about what was happening, and helped us. Even though none of us knew any English, I mean, somehow they you know they risked their necks for us. And I don't know the whole story because it's too painful to be able to share that my mom, from my mom's perspective. But we were able to, we were able to find freedom out of that. And I believe that's very similar to the freedom that we have in Christ. We just started praying together, uh, and that that right there is probably one thing you want to talk about strategies. Praying together, um, even if you can't talk to each other, praying together is so powerful for your marriage um, and so we started praying together about what we could do together because we really wanted to work together again mm -hmm. we hadn't been able to do that for probably a good five or six years at that point and we really really desired that and um and it was probably a year that we were praying before the lord really said do what you're good at and at that point we were kind of good at being married so <laughs> <laughs> We were like, okay, but at that point we had we had um, um, we had gone through uh, the marriage mentor ministry yep. at our church, uh, uh, where older couples breathe into um, younger couples yeah. one on one, and it's very in depth, and um, that was very useful, and and then a number of other um, you know just walking together in marriage and and personal growth and study. Um, we really felt the Lord calling us to marriage. And so then we started praying for marriage because at that point in time, other than marriage mentorship, there wasn't really anything going on where we were at church to help with these marriages. And we kept getting this confirmed. We kept having people come up to us and be like, man, people that, you know, were in our church that <laughs> came up to us and they're like, man, you know, I just don't know how we can make it. And um, we would you know, minister to them right then and there, you know but we kept feeling this need 
of there needs to be something more. And so eventually we approached the the um, the, pa the group's pastor at the time about starting some kind of a marriage group. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, they were already looking at um, this wonderful ministry called Reengage from Watermark Church in Texas, and and they like literally they jumped up and down when we approached them because they hadn't even told anybody yet. Right. And so just that was another confirmation oh, from God um, that this was where we were going to be used. And so you know, fast forward now, three years. Two years, yeah. um, I guess it's three years because it took a while to get it all together yeah. and going. But um, it, we've had a number of couples that have gone through and have been blessed and are, have caught vision for their marriage. They've yes. been discipled to realize there's more going on than just the dishes, you know, and yeah. and the laundry and who's who's making dinner that night and um, and. People actually have purpose and drive for mm -hmm. why they're together and what God has for them. Um, now, a very pleasant surprise. Uh, it's not something I even knew I, I wanted until it started happening was as George got involved with this band of brothers. And Troy, you are very correct. He was reluctant. <laughs> Okay. We felt it. Um, he he <laughs> no. was excited. He would go through this roller coaster of, man, this is so great. This is so amazing. This, ah, ah. He couldn't contain himself to, I don't know if I'm going back to that group. <laughs> I just, I am. But I, I could understand where he was coming from because George is very practical in that if it's not useful to me, I'm probably not going to be a part of it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, that's just kind of the, the way he is. Well, but George also didn't realize he was offering something. Yes. And it took it took you many months yes. to realize that people were actually getting from you as much as you were getting from We were from getting them. from each other, yes. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, yes. and so, you know, George, I mean, from for the last seven years, George has been a pretty great guy to be married to. You know, he's very, um, he's present. He's he's trying. He dates me every week. Um, Come on, that is huge. Uh, whether it's you know put the kids to bed or or give them a tablet and then we can spend a couple hours just with each other in the house or uh, get some takeout or if we can actually get out of the house um, every week. He's very intentional about dating me. Um, I mean, there's lots of things that George does well for marriage that I can see that he's done. But when he started going to Band of Brothers and he started getting into this wild at heart yeah. um, that he had skimmed through. Um, yes. Side, just <laughs> saying. He, I mean, he, he read Wild at Heart and then he read The Forest Dreams and then he went, went through Waking, Waking the, the Dead. And probably Waking the Dead was extremely uh, powerful for him. Um, he started realizing all these wounds that he had had yeah. um, and these things. because. This is all very recent. This is all very yeah. new. Yeah. And and when he started listening to the Holy Spirit, he started coming to me with things like um, that I had didn't even know I was asking for. You know, like he wanted to start a blog on marriages. And I was like, okay. So now he, he does this blog on on marriage, yeah. and um, it's it's amazing. I think he's amazing. No, anyway. it's it's awesome. But um, and he 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 organized this group to go pray at Hand of Hope just because the Holy that Spirit was told amazing. them to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was awesome. That's a, a pregnancy prevention. Yeah, pregnancy, yes. yeah. Or pregnant uh, abortion. It's a pro-life Pro-life, thank yeah. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and 
And, and the other thing is the vision that um, you really are focused on. Um, George is really focused on what God is asking us to do and, and honing that vision down and, um, and, and how, what that looks like in practice and uh, what that means for our family. Like, I remember last year you kind of set over the, our house. Um, as for me, my house, we will serve the Lord. And, and it kind of meant like, I mean, we were taking a hard line on some things. If it if it if it didn't serve the Lord, it didn't come into the house, you know. And so some of those things were like as simple as TV programs, and some of those things were as, as difficult as toxic people. Um, so yeah. we had to we had to really kind of listen yeah. to the Lord on that and pray with the Lord on that. But it, 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 there's a depth now in our marriage. Now, yes, do we still argue? Of course, we still argue. <laughs> we still have. Many arguments, actually, because we're very different people. But um, we learn from them. Yeah. But the they're none of them are deal breakers, and we're all I don't know, like that deeper water reference you were talking about. There's this whole undercurrent going on that the Lord is in. That if you just even just stick your toe in, <laughs> yeah. you kind of are swept away, and, um, and it's go good. Call it again. It is just mythic, um, meaning. It is a story. If I can just say this real quick, uh, this is something that I wrote down just a few months ago. To not think mythically as husband and wife, to embrace the story you share, means you are missing the meat of your marriage, the juicy, fat portions, and the aroma of a good life. God wants us to have not just good marriages, but to have absolutely meaty, healthy, growing, gorgeous, I think, I think really that's what uh, God wants calls us to make it look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and that way the world knows that we are disciples because we love one another. Yeah, yeah. And that is something that I believe God. But it's not just within the stories of the successes in our lives. This is the problem that I think I had. It's within the failures, within the fears, within the deep. Corners and recesses of my heart that I was afraid to even ask God about, right? Those, those revelations that he speaks to us in secret, um, that's part of his story. And if, we would, and if we would realize that this story is not meant to harm us, it's meant to grow us. Hmm. But yeah, that's something where even now I'm, I'm learning more and more and unveiling glory or unveiling mysterious glory with my wife through intimacy with Jesus. That's the, I don't know how I should explain it. That's as simple as I can get. Yeah. Because I just, that, that's just what I see God doing in our lives and in other people's lives. Well, I want to um, just say well done. You know, you guys are really heroic. You've been heroic. I know you might not feel it, but from an outsider looking in, I mean, own it. You've done well, and and there's so much more, and there's so much more that I feel like I'm. You, I believe more people will hear from you guys, right? Uh, this is just the beginning, and I'm really just kind of capturing you guys early <laughs> in this this phase where you guys are just generating and thinking about and, and creating your heart to be able to articulate what you guys, what the Lord has been showing both of you. And it's a real honor. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you for your time. And, and, and I will send a link out to the blog cool. so at least they oh, can yeah. get access okay, to that. Okay. What's the name of it so it, they can... Uh, what's, it's I like want to hear it because it's a, it's a special name. What is it? Isn't Sakabata Shinshu? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, 
it's just something for fun to talk about the Sin Show at WordPress. Yeah. Okay. And cool. it's unveiling intimacy is the name of the blog. So. All right. Awesome. I know you love heroes, so that, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's got some yeah. some background. It has, it's, it's a samurai thing. It's yeah, a samurai word. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. If you've been encouraged and inspired by the show and you would like to know what else we've got going on, go to thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Firestarters, which is a Facebook Messenger community I let know first anytime I do anything. You can also get a book there called You Can Certainly Do It that I've written to really encourage you to take your first steps to really start the small fire that God's starting in your life. Uh, in addition to that, you can sign up for the seven-day Bible devotional, Become a Sign and Wonder. And as always, be awesome. Hey, if you like the podcast and you want to show us some love, we're on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. Uh, go follow us there, and I put some cool stuff in the Insta stories, and uh, it would be cool to interact with you there. So just a reminder, follow us on Instagram, and be awesome.